Hi, I'm Nikki Schrera, and you're listening to The Jazz Session, the original jazz interview podcast. This is episode 587 for the 16th of February 2022. The Franco-Irish violinist Fiona Monbet takes the jazz violin tradition, pioneered by artists like Didier Lockwood and Stéphane Grappelli before him, and manages to pay homage while ushering the instrument beautifully into the current day jazz climb. In fact, Lockwood once declared Fiona to be his spiritual daughter. With her new album, Malstrom, she expresses not just the many dazzling facets of her instrument, but also shows how genres like tango, folk song, bossa nova, and chamber music can be unified through one musician's vision. Here is our conversation. Fiona, hi, and welcome to the Jazz Session. Hello, thank you. It's so lovely to meet you and to be introduced to your music uh, in the way that I was, which was by a British journalist called Sebastian Scottney, who messaged me and said, you have to hear this album, it's incredible. And what's lovely is it made me go back to your previous album, which came out four years ago, uh, which I also absolutely loved. But we're going to talk predominantly about your current release. Uh, when did it come out? Uh, it, it came out a few days ago now, uh, the 28th of January. So about one week ago. Ah, uh, okay. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. <laughs> and it's nice to speak to you so hot on the heels of its release because so many of the guests, because of the pandemic, I'm speaking to them about albums that came out in 2021 or even 2020, <laughs> trying to catch up with everyone because 
yeah, there, there's so much great music and uh, this is no exception. Yeah, I guess so. Though it has been like composed uh, quite a while ago now and, and recorded in 2020. So Right, that process. It was sleeping a bit also. <laughs> but it is, it's long. It takes a really long time to make an album and it's such a different experience for the musician at the center of it versus the people who receive it, who think, oh, this is new for her and lovely. And you're thinking, I've been, I've been chipping away at this for two years now. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the, there's a sort of decalage always in the in the, the what you want to give at some point, and and then you you evolve, involve um, after uh, like giving s- somehow something. Um, when you're 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 recording a, a, an album, it's uh, there's this stressful thing that it's for life that you're giving something. It's not like a concert where you use it. The concert is like more ephemer. And so, uh, but but then it makes you a bit grow up somehow. And so, yeah, I'm nearly two years, three years later, the 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 score writing. So it seems a very long time now. Well, I, so it's funny. I'm I'm rediscovering it actually. I'm I'm starting to listen to it again. And how do you feel about it now that you've had some distance? <laughs> well, um, I. I think I'm. I'm. I was never as happy for this than this one. I, I I don't like listening to myself a lot, but this one I, I I really love the music because I wrote it in a, a particular mood, which was um, um, let the ideas, the first ideas, uh, grow and uh, no censure. Uh, do you say that censure? Yes, censor. censor. Self-censor. Yeah. Censor. Yeah. And uh, give a chance to the intuition, and it was a really lovely working on this kind of, of process there. So yeah, I really like it now, even though the live version has a lot, a lot involved now. Well, I hope that people will get to hear you perform this music live. I wish I could as well. I think I'm on the wrong continent, but you never know. <laughs> yes. But I'd like to go back to the beginning because I think that violin and jazz is not certainly not unheard of it's not unusual but i would say that it is still less common there are fewer jazz violinists than there are for sure jazz saxophonists or jazz pianists so can you tell us how violin came to be your instrument your voice and specifically how you found yourself playing the violin in a jazz context yeah i i I started the violin uh, at uh, seven or eight years old, classical violin. Um, and then quite quickly, I met uh, DJ Lockwood, uh, who's this great, great, um, the best jazz violin player for me. Um, and he taught me jazz. Uh, I was only nine or 10 years old. And every week I was having my lessons with him. Um, and he taught me all about improvisation and, and some kind of, of, of uh, style in the jazz, the bebop and the blues. And then I always, always, uh, all my studies were classical studies. I, 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 studied class- I studied classical violin in the conservatory in Paris, and then I'm now I'm doing uh, conducting. Um, and the, it's, a, it's a real question, the, the jazz... Um, with the violin because it is an instrument that is um, very complex to swing with, I think. Um, and 
for me it's it's maybe linked to the the fact that like if you take a saxophone or a piano it's really a vertical way of playing you can go to the ground quite easily with your body with your the 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 length of your arms and everything whereas the violin is really your 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 maintaining the instrument up and so it's much more horizontal when you're playing and uh, it's it's more difficult to swing when you don't have an access to the ground something like that and all the work i did um um on the on the jazz violin was to more than developing the phrasing i think was to find this this uh, very organic thing with the instruments being able to swing and and to have a relationship with with the the the, the body rhythm rhythm and and um yeah something more more vertical try to find this verticality um and it takes time because if you listen to my previous album i'm more up in the air than this one maelstrom is right deep down in the into the sound i think i think they're both beautiful but i i've never heard the possible challenge of getting a violin to swing in jazz described like that and i think that's possibly very spot on i love that was it clear <laughs> it was 100 percent clear okay. now now give it to us in french en français no um <laughs> I mean, speaking of your French roots, you're also of Irish descent or, or heritage. So can you tell us about how that factors into your being you and your upbringing and whether you think that those Irish roots come through in your playing? Because, of course, within the Irish folk traditions, there is fiddle music, which is such a strong sound and its own identity and its own thing. Yes, of course. My my mother my mother is is uh, Irish, and um, she was always playing the piano. And there's a, they're great musicians. The Irish people they're always improvising, uh, playing. Um, it's quite impressive. When sometimes I went to school there for one or two weeks, and uh, all the all the all the students in class uh, learned an instrument, which is not the case in France. So. Um, there is this very simple um, way of of, of uh, giving music and 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 um, how do you say partager um, to share share music no share music um, in a very simple way. Um, so yeah, in 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 Ireland you have this um, um, very simple way of of sharing music uh, and 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 just getting out your instrument and playing, um, which is not really the case in France, uh, where if you don't have a score, it's more complicated to to uh, to just assume playing or, or, or um, improvising. And uh, it's because, uh, because of the traditional music also, which is a music, it's quite simple to play. Uh, uh, just the notes are, even if it's a great technique after for the fiddlers. But um, and I think what what I really appreciate and, and like is this, yes, this this way of it to be to stay simple. And the music is for people; it's not for um, uh, um, very uh, close quarter of very professional musicians. But it's really for people and for dancing and for being together. Which is something that that really inspired me, also for this disc because it's 
it's full of really simple melodies, even if it's really hard to play. Uh, but I wanted it to be for the people. I love that you pay homage to your Irish roots, both on this album with Irish Gospel and also on the previous album. It's it's very much a part of you musically. It's nice we can hear that. Yes, uh, I think it's it, it comes uh, very naturally, this um, uh, double string thing and always having a, a bourdon like a pipe somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, and also in the way of 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 um, playing this vertical thing, I said before, it it people when when they're playing this music, they're not saying to themselves, "Oh, I'm playing the violin." They're like just playing the music, and so they have a violin, so they play it with the violin. But there's something that goes a bit further in the music, I think. And your mum must be very happy that you are paying homage to your Irish roots. <laughs> yeah, she loves when I, I play Irish music, yeah.
so I referenced Sebastian Scotney earlier because he he wrote a lovely profile piece and I, I do urge people to go and seek it out on Artsdesk. Of course, he's at the helm of London Jazz News as well. But he quoted another jazz violinist in that piece, the violinist Adam Baldich. But I'm going to quote Adam to you and then ask you to comment on it as a fellow accomplished professional violinist. Adam said that whereas the virtuosi of the past were condemned to play a lot of notes, the violinists of, of yore, the modern virtuoso needs to inhabit different moods to make each note have its own story. And when I was listening to your album Maelstrom, I was really struck by how easy it is, well, it's very difficult to do, as you said, but how easy it is for the violin in a jazz context to sound incredibly virtuosic. There's something about the way all of those lines with all of their chromatic and jazz intricacies sound being played by a violinist who is incredibly talented and able as you are. But then at the same time, as you were referencing, so much of your music is really melodic and the melodies are great melodies because they're singable. I think I think that's the, the test of a good melody. And so you really do manage to kind of balance those two things. So for example, you play a tango, which is, you know, very tango-esque and virtuosic and dazzling. But then you also play Irish gospel, which is this just beautiful, very sort of um, poignant, lilting, melodic song, but with equal finesse. So how aware are you with the violin being what it is and, and how Adam describes it in balancing out those two aspects of the instrument, either when you're writing or arranging or improvising or just performing in general? Yeah, uh, it's a very good question. There is a big duality in the violin itself and the instrument itself because it can be completely um, uh, linked to... The Devil, for example, in Stravinsky, uh, Imaginaire, or even Paganini was considered by maybe like the devil himself, you know. So there's this incredible virtuosity and, and uh, nearly diabolic virtuosity. Uh, and in another, in another way, there is this, uh, this uh, thing about the, the singing of the violin, the angels and everything. It's a very... It's a very dual instrument, and um, it's it's funny because in in uh, in the way I I I I wanted to write this this music and this CD, I didn't want to put too much violin in it. I was saying to myself, okay, this is actually my music, so I don't I I, I don't need to be doing like solos everywhere and and. And saying something like "Here I am" <laughs> all the time, each time. Um, and for, it's funny because the first, the first um, uh, title, "Comma Blues," which is a very, very beginning of the of the of the disc, there is absolutely no violin, and it's only clarinet playing. And I'm not playing. I'm I'm just coming at the solo around three four minutes for the big solo violin that I have afterwards. So it was uh, um, a little uh, way of, of well, uh, working on the dramaturgy of the story of the violin, like when do I come in, what importance do I give when I come in, and then I just go away and leave the other uh, space for the others also 
playing and improvising for for example Irish gospel is a big piano solo it's a big it's, it was written for Oxane Cartini she's a pianist um the blues was written for the clarinet player so it it's I like writing music for people and I I didn't want to put the violin absolutely at the center it's just a it's just my my language to to be able to to vogue from from one style to the other and then when you arrive to um well tango castanieri or 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 even the cantus carmenis they are very very big and tricky solos but they were always inspired by, by the um well by the emotion itself and not by i didn't want to do specially um tricky things i just like let myself improvise and go and on this music it just ended up like this but maybe another day it would have been more plain and more more easy you know so it was i, I was trying to be very very sincere in the way that i was um receiving the 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 music i heard and then giving it back somehow i think you were very successful in that because i never listened to your playing on this album and thought okay gosh you know, Fiona's giving me all the notes and it's all a lot, I think, because you thought about it so carefully. And it's funny because that opening track you mentioned, uh, Come On Blues, which I'll, I'll play uh, during this interview, I've listened to that track a lot because it is the first track. So I would put your album on and just press play and let it go. And um, I didn't even realise that it was the clarinet up front. But I never listened to it and thought, but hold on, where is Fiona? Where is the violin? This is a violinist album. So I think it's so mature. <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess that's the goal, right? As we get older, and you were referencing this album being four years after Contraband. But as we get older, we, we make these choices that serve kind of, I don't know, the arc of the album or the narrative as you, you referred to it. And I, I think you were very successful because now I'm reflecting and I'm saying, it was all very balanced and everyone, all the, these amazing musicians you played with, it, it was also just seamlessly woven together. Now, now you mention it, Common Blues has this introduction where there is a little bit of violin action. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, why... <laughs> I was thinking yeah. I was totally unaware. I just went into Fiona's <laughs> world. But let's say like all the theme just behind that is really, uh, really uh, without me. <laughs>
Hi there, I'm jumping on here quickly to tell you how you can support the jazz session if that's something that piques your interest. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support and generosity of listeners who enjoy these conversations so much that they decide to become patrons over at the Jazz Sessions Patreon page. If you head to thejazzsession.com slash join, you will be redirected to the Patreon page and you'll be able to read up on how you can support the podcast, pledging $5 or $10 a month for these episodes and many more perks. So head to thejazzsession.com slash join to find out more information today. In the meantime, you can also rate and review this podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. This action helps boost the visibility of the show, which helps other people who might really enjoy these interviews find the show. So any star ratings or short sentence worths of praise on those platforms would really be much appreciated. You can also find The Jazz Session on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And please do comment and give me feedback there. And if you enjoy a particular episode or discover a jazz musician's music through this show, please do give us a tweet or a shout out online and I'll be sure to reshare those um, missives if you tag The Jazz Session in them. And of course, always appreciated. Now, back to my conversation with Fiona. Maelstrom has now come out four years after Contraband. And the other thing that is different about this album is that you have a string section on it, um, as well as some different in- instrumentation. And uh, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about your decision to include a string section, and more strings than just you, yourself. And uh, I guess what your hopes were uh, for this recording um being an example of a different kind of chapter in your musical journey. Yes. Um well the 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 it was a sort it was um a journey uh, between the three albums I did as a solo um player. The the first one was quite electronic with the electric bass and drums and everything. Okay. The second contrabande was really acoustic with the idea that I wanted to be able to play anywhere. And and so with a guitar and an accordion and a bass, you can basically go anywhere and take your instruments and, and, and play. And um, Maelstrom uh, arrived at a moment that I was maybe trying to stop this um, idea that I, um, I had, a double life, which was the jazz on one side and the classical on the other, and uh, or the conducting on one side and the violin play, playing on the other, and uh, this idea of bringing things together and and stop being so schizophrenic <laughs> on on the the music and in life because because we have this realizing that every kind of music nourishes the the other. And in my case, um, each time I was trying to choose a little bit of, of, uh, I'll be doing more jazz, I missed so very deeply the classical and and vice versa. So I I arrived with this idea that I was going to do a a jazz album. And I, I even said to myself, this is going to be the last one. Maybe I'll do completely other things at other music afterwards, but I want this to 
to be the 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 disc where I put everything that is me at the moment and without any question of should I or uh, or would that be jazz or not jazz or this kind of questions of putting things into case um and um when it arrived to the to the instrumentation and and I I really wanted to have a sort of little little classical orchestra in the sound or maybe chamber orchestra I was I was listening a lot to um we have a chamber music society Esperanza Spalding or um uh, even one of the Jacob Collier, uh, he did a, a, an album with this uh, with strings or um, or all this lovely, beautiful uh, uh, Vince Mendoza uh, thing on Johnny Mitchell and everything. So this this sort of phantasm of of having a little... that's an amazing album. Uh, right? That's the wow. the both sides now is the or even Travelog. It's it's the best ever. Um, this idea of having this, yeah, just the, what you would, um, how, 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 how do you choose the musicians to have the most beautiful painting and then uh, with this painting to just run around as a violinist and play and improvise, but, but to create this uh, ambiance sonore. Um, and I think the, the, the choice of the quatuor à cordes, the, the, the string quartet was, was a sort of must in in the sound of you know the balance of of what can sound be that was the minimum I asked for and then I wanted it to be a little bit bigger and and I choose like four wind players which are not really jazz it's it, it's like clarinet flute and horn and <laughs> and trumpet which is it's not the jazz band either so um yeah the the idea was 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 to even if I knew the music was going to be very jazz because that was I was I was going to do a jazz album, but to um, just put this vibes this color of something else. And how do you feel it has been received, or how do you feel people have responded? to the fact that you have moved more towards saying, I don't want to live this dual life. I know that these two sides of my musical interests can coexist. Were people encouraging of that? Were they resistant to it? And when I say people, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. What matters is, you know, what what you, the creator, feels. But we're but we don't create in a silo and obviously we're we're human and we're vulnerable and we're affected by it could even be a parent saying, Why would you do that? You know, even something as small as that can stick with us and then we should, then we go and we mull it over and we think, well maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe I must just, you know. Uh yeah, how how difficult what is that sort of um, process been like for you? Oh, my parents are terrible. Now <laughs> I send them my albums when when they're finished, like by the post. Yeah. <laughs> they That's to, like, the way to do it. <laughs> yes, um, it, it's it's a it's a funny question because um, because very young I was doing jazz and classical for for the for for, for instance, and and uh, um, as soon as I arrived in the conservatories. Uh, a lot of people asked me to choose between jazz and classical, which I didn't see really the use because I was managing the both. So, so, but it was more a thing of, of I think it's not reassuring for people to, 
to see someone doing different music and doing them well because I was really committed also to 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 that. Um, but it's it's funny how things change, and especially at the moment, I have the impression there is a very very opening mind, um, well, an, an opening of the mindset in this, um, uh, also from uh, part of the institutions, like uh, for example, the Orchestre National de Bretagne. Um, they asked me to do a residence with them, and it's completely, um, uh, completely. Um, um, for my profile, it's a, I, I conduct classical pieces and I compose jazz for them. And I, 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 they decided to to offer me like three years residency, but I can do exactly what I want with them, uh, but not uh, putting me in a category of she's a jazz player or she's a classical player. And I have the impression this kind of initiative uh, from people who are not scared uh, is starting to get uh, quite, uh, um, well, you, you see that more and more. And, and I'll be, uh, for example, going to BBC Wales, conducting them in the, in the first part, classical Création du Monde de Millau, and a, and a, and a and concerto for saxophone. And the second part will be um, this CD, but in the symphonic version. And so I'm really discovering uh, that, that, Having been quite rigorous on not choosing is now uh, opening doors for me, uh, either in jazz or in conducting, that I wouldn't really have uh, if I had choose at some point. So, yeah, I think it's 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 important to follow your intuition when you have one. And you know, it's when 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 the in in the artistic world, it's it's so easy to have the impression sometimes that. Okay, maybe I should just focus on something and and be really, really, really good at it. But you don't don't realize the, that we have time and and we need time and the life is so long. And if you want to have, I mean, if I I know that if I was going, for example, into jazz manouche, which I love playing, but I know like six years later I would have been very bored. And I think we it's it's important to be always a, a um. Well, not 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 in the con comfort zone. Do you say that? Yeah. You know, and 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 seeking all the time because there is time. And 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 for example, Maelstrom is actually just a a, a a sort of conclusion to maybe ten years of me asking myself how do I how do I connect different worlds that I have in me, for example. And maybe my answer would be different in twenty in ten years later. I don't know, but. It is. It is important to to stay focused on on just trying to be the more most sincere with the music. And well, I'm so glad to hear also how that intention is now panning out with all these wonderful opportunities. Are you doing the symphonic arrangement of the Malmström repertoire for the the BBC Wales Orchestra? I did it for Orchestre National de Bretagne okay. at first, and then they asked me to come around because we we did this. Well, we know how. We hadn't got a lot of public in in uh, last year, but uh, a lot of filming went on, and so it was also a a way to make the work being noticed actually. So it's now uh, touring uh, quite a lot with symphonics. How fantastic! And what do you love about conducting? 
and being in that position as opposed to, because you could easily be sitting in one of the orchestral sections, you know, on your violin. It's it's funny because I'm I'm a very, very shy person. I was. So it wasn't really something I was uh, trying to get through to. You know, I wasn't really interested in, in being in front of so many people and with so many people in my back. Because when you're a conductor, you're surrounded by people. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, that's what conductor think, but really, like the public and they're all look looking at you, and it's like, watching your. You know, there's a lot of megalomania in this world. <laughs> I think um, I I love the 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 um, the human part of it. It's 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 really amazing how. I mean, I think it's because I didn't really want to be a conductor, and so when I write on this. The, the first project I was conducting, uh, I I I arrived as very sincerely saying, okay, I'm much more of a violinist and a, and a musician like you than a chief, you know, conductor. And and so something usually happens with the orchestra where there's this really simple thing between us, um, because I. I even if there is a hierarchy and when you are preparing, and I learn that every day, but when you're preparing a concert, even especially in classical, well, you have a few days, like three or four days to, to prepare and it has to go really quick. But um, I think because I was very simple in my in my way of presenting myself and in, and because I was really committed to the music itself more than the fact of being there, I don't know if that makes sense. I think that the musicians that are in front of you, they see that. And if they want to work on the music, then mm. uh, we're all in the same boat. And and quite often when I, I was doing competitions in, in conducting, I always had the, the price of the orchestra because, I don't know, something happened. We just, we just, um, we, they just like, like when, when they're, they're, there's this like, consideration that sometimes lacks in, in 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 it's a weird it's it, it's a it's a weird job to be conducting and and you have to ask always yourself why you're doing it for the good reasons or not you know there's no many there's not many good reasons so <laughs> but I do like that I do I do like it.
Well, I hope that many more uh, symphony orchestras come your way after Wales and, of course, after your time um, in Britannia. With that orchestra, who I really think kudos to them for uh, inviting you to come and do that residency and then, as you said, not putting you in a box because it is becoming more common. But I think some people and some institutions still have a really hard time with it. So whenever there's an entity that says, no, no, we're interested in what that person is creating, we don't care about what the genre labels are, I always think hats off to them and may there be more like them. Courageous. Yeah, exactly. It is it's so it's so funny because it is courageous, but then you're like, shouldn't be courageous. This is just music. It's all music. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're saying she's a violinist, let's come and see her perform open heart surgery. That would be courageous and you know, very risky. Uh yeah. but <laughs> but saying she's a jazz violinist and let's see if she can, you know, also bring her <laughs> I mean, really, let's I wish people could think of the arts more. Totally, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, you know. Uh, Because also Mm. it's supposed to be fun and joyous. And the moment people get very serious about it, and it is serious, and we all know it's serious, and, you know, you've been studying and practicing and putting in all your Malcolm Gladwell hours. It's serious business, but it's also supposed to be a joy. And But uh, maybe it's really French also, no? I have the impression, like, France were the the, the kings and queens of of, France. Little boxes. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not French, but um, but it sounds like uh, there there are a lot of French uh, people in the creative worlds who are um, getting rid of shackles and Mm. and I just say bravo and brava and uh, Mm -hmm. delighted for you and so delighted that this album is now out and that hopefully Yeah. yeah it will be performed in all of its versions symphonic and in its chamber orchestra iteration, uh, Fiona. So thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on the jazz session and, and talking to us about it. And it's just been lovely to hear from you and to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
Many thanks, merci beaucoup, to today's guest Fiona Monbet. Her album Malstrom is out now, available wherever you buy your music. And of course, I will put links in the show notes for this episode as to all the tracks that were played and uh, anything else that was mentioned that you might want to go online and read up about. Thank you to the Respect Sextet at respectsextet.com for this show's theme music. Thank you to the listeners who download these episodes. Thank you to the patrons over at our Patreon page. Again, you can go to thejazzsession.com slash join to find out more about how you can become a patron. You can follow The Jazz Session on Twitter at jazzsesh or on Facebook and Instagram at The Jazz Session. There is also a YouTube channel to which you can subscribe if you want to watch video excerpts of my interview views with this season's guests so please do go have a gander online and tweet to me or write to me and let me know how you're enjoying this season and uh, if you're discovering any new music in the process i love to hear from listeners my name is nikki schrera and please do join me again next week when i talk to another amazing jazz musician about their life and their creative process take care and thank you for listening to the jazz session